Bear. I'm board certified professional organizer, Kathy Burns. I'm really glad you're here. This podcast is designed for busy entrepreneurs just like you who want to take better control of your business and move forward with less stress and more success. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Organized Energized Podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at thepodcast.organizedandenergized.com. Come back often and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter at Organized Energy and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hi, everyone. I am here with Jennifer Eurizio. She's the founder of Soul Language, which is a paradigm that puts tangibility to soul. So there's a conscious connection that enables crystal clear connections. I'm thinking to source. Uh, Jennifer has trained over 30 of the 5,000 worldwide soul language practitioners, and I'm excited to talk about soul language. Um, I love all this stuff, and I really want to hear what Jennifer has to say. So welcome, Jennifer. Thank you for being on the Organize and Energize podcast. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, very much so. So um, how did you get started in soul language? What, what was the background of all that? Uh, I was in marketing and PR and I was really good at my job. Wasn't allowed to talk to clients and, but really media loved me because I would tell them the truth. And I was like, there must be something I can feel it. There's something bigger inside of me. Like, how do I access it? And uh, as the divine does put mentors in my path. And I started to jump on those mentoring stones and I was speaking at a conference and this woman sat down next to me and went, we're going to be friends. I was like, totally. Then my inside voice went like, why her? And not this other woman across the way, but I don't care if I ever see that person again. What is that? Mm-hmm. What I heard through divine guidance was like, oh, that's soul language. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And before long, I had this paradigm because I kept asking questions about how to put tangibility to soul on the soul of a business. And then I went back to that woman and I was like, listen, I'm doing this crazy thing called soul language. I'd love to identify your soul languages. And we spoke the same language. One of our core energies of soul, which I call languages was the same. So of course I got her and she got me right. Like instantly, like you really came from a direct soulful place. So that's the short story about how I got here. It was a bumpy road at times. Yeah. So, so the other lady that you weren't really, you're like, I don't really want to talk to her. She was speaking a different soul language. I would venture to guess. Yeah. I would venture to guess or a language that I don't really have an affiliation. Like we collect energy, right? If we were to kind of identify five of your clients, 10 to one, they have a common theme. They have a common energy. And so I would go, Oh, look, you, you know, you're a mentor and you, you know, in theory, collect mentors. And um, so, yeah, our energy just didn't resonate with her. And I tend to collect the same kind of people in, in the best way. You know, I think that's true for all entrepreneurs. You know, when people, and even even as, as simple as the avatar, you know, people always say, well, who's your avatar? And I tell all my clients that are starting to launch, I'm like, your avatar is you. You know, you are who you're going to resonate with people that are like you. Why try to make some other avatar that's not even like you be your audience? Because, and, and it comes back to the soul resonance, which I hadn't really considered. So uh, that's like a aha moment for me. Um, I really appreciate you saying that. So when did you realize that you wanted, that you were 
that this was like your calling. I mean, as a backtrack, sorry, I'm going to say just a, a something. I knew for 40 years that I wasn't doing what I should be doing with my career. How, how long was it that you knew kind of when you were in marketing, that kind of thing, it wasn't quite right. And when did you decide that that was your shift? You know, I think it was up until the moment that it wasn't the moment, meaning I was the answer girl in marketing. I was using my intuition in marketing. What was missing was a deeper way of being of service. Look, I was being my mission in marketing. It was a sucky delivery system. So there was parts of me that weren't accepting fully my mission. So the moment I accepted the mission, the delivery system appeared. And I think that kind of happened like the chicken and the egg. And once I had this delivery system, I was like, oh yeah, like, duh, this is so easy. This is, yeah. You know, and now my clients go, I heard you in my head, of course, because, you know, we're resonating with each other. I, you know, I, all of my life, I knew that there was something bigger. I just didn't have what that bigger was. You know, I went to art school and I thought, oh, I want to be highly creative. Well, I'm highly creative now. It's not what I knew. Right. So I think so often we are following a path because it's what we know in the limited scope of knowing. We don't have the context of going, oh, there's something bigger here. And that's why it's so important that you pursue that inner listening, that internal landscape, because that will lead you to the delivery system that resonates with you, mind, body, and spirit. Hmm. So you say delivery system. Can you explain a little bit what that, what that means? Yeah. No one's here to be an entrepreneur, a coach, an author, a writer. No, those are all delivery systems, right? You are here to do something extremely profound first for yourself and then for others. When you accept that, then the delivery system becomes easy. I would be doing what I'd be doing as a bartender, sucky delivery system for me, but I would be doing it, right? It's when you really understand like, oh, I am profoundly here to create freedom first for myself and help others create freedom for them. Okay, done. Great delivery system shows up, right? And I also, based on what I do or what action I take in my business based on that purpose, right? So, you know, one of the things I always go is this task, is this action, is this workshop, is this product, is this service going to align with that purpose? If it doesn't, I don't do it. Mm. If that person doesn't align with that purpose, I don't like, I can let it go. And I think so often people keep chasing a carrot. They keep chasing it so they can feel whole and complete. You have to start off with wholeness and completeness mm. or your business is going to keep imploding. Mm -hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Hallelujah on that. So when you uh, you went to the conference, you figured out that you got some mentors, and I think that's what happens too. Whenever you're on purpose, the mentors show up for you. So you had your mentors. How did it feel when you landed your first client? When I got off that platform, I was speaking about life essential oils and life purpose. When I got off that platform, people were lined up to talk to me. They're like, can you tell me about this? Can you tell me? I'm like, yeah, I totally can. I don't know how I can or how I know it, but I totally can. Right. And I went home. First of all, I did a bunch of readings there and I went home with 
paying for the entire conference. That's from start to finish. And had clients that were going to pay me monthly. And I think so often when you're, and here's the thing, I, I want to be very clear with everyone because there's a lot of mumbo jumbo about living your purpose. And I think people beat themselves up over it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're being your purpose every day. You can, right. You can be your purpose sitting on your couch. It's a deeper sense of acceptance and a deeper sense of taking action on that purpose. Um, and you're still valuable and you still can claim your value if you're not being your purpose. Um, but because I was so aligned with my voice and vision, people were like, how do I do that? How do I be that? And I was like, oh, right. And mm-hmm. so it felt weird and great and uh, like, duh. And, oh, I've been here forever. Right. I think when I, I remember the first placement, cause I was in PR and when I got for a client, you know, them in better homes and garden, the new client, first big placement, 5 million, you know, readers, I used to do a placement dance every time I, you know, got a placement. And then after 17 years, I was like, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. I think it's important to keep that energy of, all right, not from a place of attachment, but from a place of celebration and joy, I think so many people are at conflict with their business. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to create conflict in every part of you being and doing that business. Right. So I think what, what you're saying is if you're in conflict for your business, it's going to self-perpetuate. What would you say, what's the first step? If you're feeling like, like, you know, my boss is mean <laughs> and you're your own boss, uh, what would you say to them? Yeah, I would uh, say uh, to connect to your soul via your heart or your soul languages, if you know that, and go, what do you want that you're not getting? And how can we start giving that to you? right? Because it's not money, right? It's something bigger than that, right? It's never about the money. It's never about getting clients. It's always something bigger. Uh, For me, it's always, uh, I don't feel free. Like I love freedom. And when I don't feel like I'm free, when I feel like I'm over servicing, then I'm going to put that into my business and be cranky, right? Mm -hmm. And I serve people all day long. So, uh, you know, I'm a master of service. So it's a very fine line between service and servitude. So it's a constant reflection and a checking in. So if you're in conflict with your business, what are you not getting? Mm-hmm. And then how can we start giving that to, your, to you? How can you start filling yourself up? Yeah, it's funny. Um, you know, there a while back, I think I was having a discussion with someone saying, you know, you shouldn't say that you're in service to your clients. You know, it's not that you're not really in service to your clients. You're really, uh, if you're in alignment, uh, in service to your sole purpose. So, you know, you shouldn't get as burnt, you shouldn't get burnt out. And, you know, you don't want to serve others, you want to serve yourself. Because if you're serving yourself, then, you know, things are all coming together, right? And you're saying what you should be saying, when you should be saying it, how you should be saying it to the people that are there to listen. Yeah, it always starts at home, you know, first for you and then for others, right? When I ask, when I would ask people, so what do you think your purpose is? They're like, my purpose is to serve women. 18, you could hear my eyes roll. And I'd be like, (laughs) 
Uh, and I remember saying to a person, well, woman, no, that's not it. What? Like, and she's like, what do you mean? I was like, oh my God, like you are not here to be a purpose to anyone else, but yourself first. It's from the overflow. If you keep, you know, living your life for them, you're going to be really cranky and you're never, you're always going to feel like you're not getting what you want because you're not because you're coming from a place of separation and not wholeness and completeness. So, um, and I'm a content driven person. So I have tons of content to help, you know, people realize they're whole and complete. Um, anything from, you know, rewriting their marketing story to how they actually create, because I'm, I'm have warrior energy. So I could have an idea in the morning and spit it out in the, at, by the afternoon. And it wasn't going anywhere. And I was like, why aren't my products me? And now I'm like, oh, there's no incubation. There's no nurturing. I just set those little babies free and exactly like, so I created a whole system about how to nurture and how to understand your creative process because I do not like to suffer and I don't want anyone else to suffer. So whenever I was feeling separate, I would create a tool. And now I have hundreds and hundreds of groovy tools. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, um, that leads me to, if you're feeling a little bit amiss, what, what's your favorite hack? What's your favorite tool to get yourself kind of back into alignment and back on track with your business? Yeah. I always like to say uh, and tell clients, if you knew you were enough, what would you do? What would you be? What would you express? What would you say? Okay. Because do do express say right so here's why that question is so important uh because uh, uh, this happened about last year i was i had this client on the phone and she was a lucy and i'll explain what that means in a minute but she was getting ready to blame me for her problem Mm. and i got if i knew i was enough what would i do what would i say what would i be here and i went listen, I don't think we're right for each other. I'm going to return your money. And she's like, what? I was like, no, nope. I'm going to return your money. You can have the sessions that we already did for free, but I don't think we're, we're not a right fit. And within 20 minutes, I had returned her money. 10, 15 years ago, I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Right. And there was such freedom. And by the way, two new clients came in within like 24 hours to pay double of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think so often people are doing and saying and being from a place of separation, not wholeness and completeness, not enoughness. And then that creates more disharmony in your business. So another hack I have is how I select my clients. So I base my client selection on peanuts characters. I tune in and I ask my soul, which peanut character is this person energetically? Ah, my people are Sally and Linus's. Okay. I don't work with Woodstocks. They're crazy. I don't work with Charlie Brown's. They're victim energy. And that doesn't work well with warrior energy. And I used to work with Lucy's. Lucy will always pull the football. Right. Yeah. Right. And it took me a while to go. I'm done with Lucy's. I don't, I don't want to work with Lucy's anymore. Right. I'm not going to be fooled by the Lucy. And so recently I was, uh, had a prospective client and we even, bef- it was a referral. And even before they got on the phone with me, I was like, ah, oh, they're Lucy's. I know they're Lucy's. Oh, wow. And I'm like, be present. And I'm like, yeah, this is, 
I'm just going to be mean, but it's not going to be aligned because they're Lucy and I don't want to work with Lucy. So you need all of these hacks you in a conscious way. So you're not kind of spinning your wheels and uh, spinning your wheels, getting gaslighted, which a lot of people do and making decisions based on lack, based on fear. You know, it, it, it wastes so much time and it creates such a, um, you just feel disheartened and disappointed, you know, uh, it's a drain on your energy. Yeah. I think, you know, as, as brand new entrepreneurs, people are like, I just got to take it because that client, that's client's actually going to give me money. But uh, just like in your situation, you got rid of a Lucy, you added space and two new people just came right in the door. Right. So exactly. Uh, yeah. So add space to your life and get rid of the Lucy's. I, I like the Linus's. I love the artistic creatives. It's my, that's my jam. Linus is, Linus is it. it for me. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about a time when you were stuck in your business and you just kind of felt like you need to get your mojo back. Uh, what did you do? Well, besides getting ditched in the Lucy, <laughs> was there any other time, you know, how, how long have you been doing this to soul? I've been doing it since 2008. Okay. So there, I'm sure there's been a few ups and downs. Uh, how do you get yourself re-energized whenever you're feeling a little bit burnt? I take time off. Uh-huh. I take time off and I do something completely, totally different. One year, this was, oh my God, a long time ago. But one year I was like, my best friend who used to own the company I worked for, I was like, do you have any time that I could come work with, for you? And she's like, what? Of course, I always have you like, I always need help. I was like, I just, I need to do something different just for a week or something. I just need to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. So <clears throat> I spent a year booking media for her. And by Thursday, I was like, oh my God, now I, I remember I'm good. Right. I was like, oh my God, I hate these people. What am I doing? Right. But I just go and I do something different. Even if it's just going for a walk, taking the dog to the park. Um, I think that's really important. I think also that you always need support teams that are going to be in the consciousness of the solution uh, for you. Sorry, my watch is going off. Um, because if you're not having someone holding the consciousness of the solution when you're on the ground, it's really going to be hard to help you yourself lift up. And the last thing you also want to make sure is that you're not in the consciousness of shame. If you're in the consciousness of shame, you actually really do need someone to support you, to move you to a next level. There's not enough life force in that area for you to move yourself up. You're literally drowning. Well, no, figuratively drowning uh, in your own shame. So you actually need to check in and, and ask for help. So those are a couple of things I do. I continue to do. It's just not that. a one-off. Yeah. I love going back to your old career and then saying, yeah, no, mm, no. no, that's not why I was doing that. I, I get it. So yeah. you were going to do it a year and you did it a week. I just, I was just going to take like a time off for a couple of days and I, and luckily she really did need somebody. Somebody dropped off. So it was perfect timing. Um, but, and I didn't use my name. I used a alias because I was like, I'm not going to go back to the old way. I just, I want to shake things up. So uh, anyone wants to, uh, you know, shake things up, they could come work for me for a week. So I'm offering it, right? Like 
just, yeah. you know, may, have those places where you can just shake yourself free. Cause that's what it is. You're just kind of, you're in the loop and you need to step out of the loop. Yeah, I get that so much. You know, I'm a change agent. That's what I do for clients. And uh, my goal is to do one new thing at least once a week. But generally, I've been doing about every other day. I do something that I've never done or been uh, ever. And, you know, always having something new, I think, is is a really good thing to keep yourself motivated. And I, I love the jumping back into a career. That's hilarious. So what do you what's the best piece of advice that someone has given you for your business that you really took to heart and you said, I'll remember that one forever? I it goes back to my best friend, Erin. Uh, I was complaining and she's like, well, let's talk about it. She goes, okay, so how many time, how much time do you spend on your business and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, oh, so you have a hobby. And I went, oh, shoot. Like, I think, and I constantly look at it. And I'm not talking about, like, you have to be glued to your desk 24-7. But I constantly go, okay, is this a business? Well, I really call it a movement now, right? Is this a 100-year movement or am I treating this like a hobby? And that always allows me to go, oh, well, if I'm treating it like a movement, here are the things that you do for legacy. If I'm treating it like a hobby, these are the energies, consciousness and the things you would do to treat it like a hobby. So that I think is one of the best pieces of advice that I've ever done. She's given me some great advice, but that's one of her, her good ones. Yeah, that's really good. I love that. So yeah, hobby. Hmm. Or legacy, right? Hmm. Good, good, good. Okay, so um, as we're winding down, I know you have a valuable free resource that you will offer the listeners. Uh, what is it that you can download? And use the link below, by the way, gang. Um, you know, I think that one of the things that's really important is creating a sacred practice. I'm a renegade, so I don't like to do it the same way, right? I can be really kind of cranky. And it has to be integrated in your life. And it's not for warrior energy. It's not sitting and meditating on that. No, that's never going to work. So I created a tool where you can create a sacred practice, however you define sacred practice, that will integrate with your life. And the reason why you want to do that is because when challenges come up, that's not the time to be in deep conversation with yourself and whatever you call your higher power. Mm -hmm. It's before that. So you have a stable, strong foundation. Uh, so that's my free tool. Oh, good. And uh, so it's kind of to help you determine what your what your sacred practice would be based on you. Yes, exactly. It's not a one size fits all. You're actually creating it based on what a sacred practice is and how can it be integrated in your life and what would make you happy. Awesome. Now you keep saying you're a warrior energy. What are the different types of energies? I just figured we've talked about so that. There's, yeah, there's 107 core energies of soul across the, yeah. Across three different categories, your mission, how you feel that mission, and then your soulful personality. So my soulful personality energy is called graceful warrior, action, movement, courage, and grace. Uh, and there are other soul languages that have warrior energy as well. And warrior energy has a very distinctive style and they have a distinctive unlimiting beliefs. Like we never let a man down. We're the lone wolf. Right. And so when we have warrior energy, you have to understand how to utilize it consciously rather than unconsciously. So 
it, that's taken uh, quite a bit of time because I used to make war with everything. And knowing my soul languages, especially around that, has been extremely helpful. Nice, nice. That's brilliant. So what's the one thing that I should have asked you? What, what, what should we be talking about, Jennifer, that I haven't really touched upon? That people call in their uh, business to do something bigger first for themselves and then for others. That your business is naturally designed to be successful. It's pure consciousness. It is not you. And you should stop treating your business like it's you. Mm, stop treating your business like it's you. Good. It's, it's designed to succeed. So when we put success into that, it will naturally expand. Cool. Awesome. I'm so happy you joined me on the show. Uh, this is a completely new, possibly new spin for those of you who have not been familiar with the Soul Talk. Uh, I hope it's helped you a lot. I know that um, no matter what happens, we always have insight and we always hear what you want to hear, or we hear what we need to hear when we need to hear it. So hopefully this has resonated with you out there. And uh, I very much appreciate your time being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Download the gift. And uh, we will see you the next time around. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to hear more, feel free to subscribe on the platform of your choice. Also, if you feel so inclined, I would truly appreciate a good rating from you to me. Have a stellar day.